very Eastern rum. This this tea we're drinking right here is so damn good. I think I'm gonna. Oh, there's when one. we rotate. Is yeah. this one mine or is that one? Yeah, yours? that's yours because it was facing okay. this way. Y'all, we're drinking some delicious hibiscus tea. It it's is my so favorite nice. tea. Something about hibiscus Cheers. just makes me feel so pretty. It does. Like, I wonder if it has like skin benefits. Or it's something like, like that. that. It does. Yeah, it does. So it's herbal. It's anti-inflammatory, and it can be used topically too. Oh. Yeah. Like, it'll leave you a little pink, you know, so, like, maybe be careful about, like, going somewhere right afterwards. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of herbal teas can be used topically for the same ways that they benefit you inside, too. Well, look at that, listeners. <laughs> Hibiscus tea will make you pretty as fuck. My intuition was bright. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Thirst Trap Podcast. I'm so excited today because we have my longtime friend, Kat. I mean, we've been friends since... Like senior year of high school, right? Or was it freshman in college? It was like freshman year of college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like 2000, do we want to tell them? Yeah, maybe 2013. (laughs) Yeah, 2013, the summer. Oh my God, 10 years. It's crazy. So our 10 year. This is our reunion. Literally, (laughs) our 10 year friend anniversary. We're here recording a podcast and collaborating creatively. And we used to be crazy back then. We'll see if we get into all that in the podcast. But Kat is... One of my dear, dear, dear friends, a creative. I just love everything about you. You're so magnetic. You're so um, inspiring in your way of being. And what an honor to have you here today. It's an honor for me to be here. I This podcast is like one of the big motivators, I think, for my podcast. Because I feel like when we were talking about um, the idea of creating a podcast, people felt so similarly. Mm-hmm. And fun fact for everyone listening... Carlos released his podcast beforehand, like before I planned to release mine. And so it was, again, like just another reminder once you put it out there of like, it's not, it seems so much more intimidating before, you know, but the after is the biggest motivator that you'll ever have, like in any type of career field. It's like, once you start, you have to ride that energy as long as you can, because it doesn't last forever, Yeah. but it is powerful. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the biggest things that I've learned with this podcasting journey is the simplicity and the way of the energy of creativity works. Like when I can just see my day to day actions as art and like worth posting, right? Like how we're talking right now is how we've always talked. Yep. You know, literally how we're days at the pool, literally, (laughs) right? Back when we would like smoke weed in illegal places because our parents couldn't know. Yep. Yeah. No, and now my parents and just talk. Now and I smoke with my parents. It's ridiculous. I know we've come a long way. Literally, yeah. But now weed for me is like more boring because I can't do it illegally. <laughs> I can't <laughs> like do the like appeal's a, gone. Yeah, it's like something about climbing trees and the risk of getting caught. Maybe I'm like an exhibitionist or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's so old school. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, creativity like when I learn to say yes to like just anything that I express, any idea that I have and and see that as worth sharing with an audience, like it actually creates, it, it generates more creativity. It's kind of like my creative flow will give me a drop of an idea. And if I say yes to that drop, it turns into a fire hose. And then if I say yes to that fire hose of creativity, it turns into like the Niagara Falls. And now I just won't shut the fuck up. It's yeah. amazing. Well, and I also think it's a big... Uh, Reflection has been like a great word for me lately because it's a great way to reflect on how you're feeling about yourself. Yeah. Because I think that we're afraid to share when we're afraid of how we're doing. 
you know, or we have doubts about our progress or like where we're going in life. And being able to put my voice out, you know, for all to hear is a reminder that like I'm okay with where I'm at, you know, and like I may not be. You know, some especially in a podcast, right? Like you have a schedule that you want to keep and you want to get together and record. And sometimes I'll get together with my girls and I'll be like, today's not my day. Um, but that's why I need to be here. Yeah. You know, like that is exactly why I need to share what's going on because how I feel is how so many other people are feeling. And I'm just here to be an advocate for that. What you just said is giving me full body chills because what I'm almost hearing you say is like, even when I'm at my lowest... Like, I'm still lovable. I'm still worthy. My ideas still fucking slap. And, like, I think a lot of the core of people's, you know, inability to express themselves. Like, I see so many people walking around, like, creatively, spiritually, like, with their butthole clenched or, like, constipated. Mm. I think it's because so many people, and we were talking about this before in our warm-up conversation, (laughs) you know, about seeing ourselves and our ideas as valuable even when we don't feel good even when we're at 10 percent yeah you know and um what a beautiful gift like even today like today i was telling you before our conversation like before you know my brain was like oh i'm tired i hope she cancels because i want to take a break i just want to play video games today it's saturday i never work on saturdays like yeah But, you know, there's also an equally strong voice through practice. It wasn't always there. It was a choice I made to think this way and to cultivate discipline, right? And we were also talking about discipline, so we'll yeah. get into that too. Oh, but definitely. it's like to, to be like, you know what? I calendared this. I'm going to show up for it. And this is bigger than me. It's, it's about the people listening. It's about the community that I'm serving. And it's about yeah. feeling good because every time I express... I, I feel less depressed. Hey, yeah, yeah, know? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> literally. It's yeah. true, though. It's like, it's a link in the brain. And and just to speak on discipline, it's you're doing something for your past self. You're doing something for the person that you thought of a month ago when you were creating this calendar based on what your listeners would enjoy, based on what you, who you would enjoy speaking with. Um, and like sometimes that's really hard to tell yourself like the day of when you wake up with the lethargy and you know like just having a desire to do different things that day Um, but it's gonna be the best feeling when we finish and I know that for myself too there's so many times where like literally anything I also run and so there are so many days this is like my last month of just running for fun before I start a training circuit for what's going to be my very first half marathon, which is fucking nuts. Wow. Like, I can't believe I'm going to do it. A half marathon. Do it, yeah. It takes a special kind of person to love to run (laughs) because I've saved my joints for dance, but... Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, And I want to talk a little bit more about why I run. Um, But the... The big thing is like, okay, so this is my last month of just running for me because I will have to start on a schedule. You know, like come, my cycle starts August 7th. And like, as of that time, like I chose my training plan, right? So it's still something that I picked for myself a month ago. Mm. So it'll be like constantly, I already know it. It's going to be constantly reminding myself and checking in with myself to be like, you don't want to do this run today. This run's going to be really hard. Your body is not feeling it. But guess what? 
you want to do that half marathon and like four months ago this was the best training plan that you found so you know there's nothing better out there for you yeah you know and like just constantly like checking in and telling myself that is a new love language yeah you know when like it used to feel very like um almost like painful you know like I was forcing myself to do it and I think really it was just that I was like not visualizing myself in success enough Oof. You know, and saying like, well, I can't be that person yet. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I can't level up that high. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, I'm the one who can and do it. And arguing, finding reasons why you need to wait or put it off or mm-hmm. make it a next thing or... Oh, you yeah. Know. And I do want to give nuance because I think like, you know, let's say you're you're desiring to run a half marathon or to train for a triathlon, right? Like sometimes people do have things like a health issue or something that prevents them but most of the times when people like decide to wait before starting something i often find that the excuses they give are all excuses that they're gonna find just in a different color in a different shape in a different mold in like a month from now two months from now and then before you know it you know you you, your hips are fucked because you're old and you're not able to run the triathlon, right? And that's just a metaphor, but, like, you can apply that to any area of life, you know? And one thing you really stood out to me that is just so beautiful and I want to go back to really quick is you said discipline as a love language. Like, what do you mean by that? So, for me, I think that I have to kind of, like, talk a little bit about how I was raised, which is I was Um, So I was raised in a really conservative religious household. Um, I went to Sunday school. I went to church multiple times a week. um, And that was like the biggest structure in my life because I had not only was the majority of my community there. Right. And this was like all through my adolescence. um, But it's also where I felt like the smartest. You know, it's like where I put the most of my energy. It's what I really studied for. Meanwhile, in school. And even like I did athletics in high school, I even studied, um, I'm a creative by the way that I'm an actor, mostly. Now it's kind of like morphed into different things in the professional realm. Um, But I was always like an actor in school, right? And so in all of those ways, like I had discipline and I had structure, but it wasn't, um, it was always so like secondary to my religious structure. And when I like broke free from the church, you know, and kind of pursued my own life, I didn't realize how much I leaned on that, yeah. you know, and I leaned on it right in the teachings that I was uh, being given that I didn't really identify with anymore. So I felt like if I couldn't find it there, I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I had to rebuild what my relationship with discipline looked like and see that I wasn't disciplined in just about any other area of my life that I was like really unevenly spread with the way that I prioritized things. And so like my home life, my social life, even sometimes at work, like I wasn't giving myself the proper discipline. Mm-hmm. And if I was, it was the same thing where it was like in just one area and everything else suffered. Mm-hmm. You know, like strength training, I got like super into strength training for a while and then everything else just kind of like fell to the wayside. Mm. And so now it's like recognizing that like crazy burst of confidence that comes with being disciplined in a well-rounded way you know that I have discipline within my uh my relationships with my friends right I have the ways that I show up for my friends and the ways that my friends know that I like maybe can't show up for them because of my own 
um, areas that I'm in in my life or just like my boundaries you know like I'm not going to be available like after certain times anymore because uh, it's going to affect my plans for the next day and like my plans for the next day are kind of just like my hobbies and like things Mm. that fuel me so Mm. that I can work and so that I can spend time with you Mm -hmm. you know and give you my all when I see you Um, and to me that's a love language because it gives me fulfillment and it makes me proud of who I am and what I do with my life. Because I can spend my life in any way, I'd probably be happy, you know, in so many other ways. But I have to be really, really proud of the ways that I choose to show up for myself. Yeah. And I'm only really proud of myself when I'm continuous, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know what continuous looks like unless I have to, like, sit down and plan it. Yeah. You know, or maybe not sit down and plan it, but, like, create a vision and visualize where I want to go with it so that I you know, can see the steps that are going to take me there. That's so beautiful. And like, I see so many people have a sort of distorted relationship to discipline. And, you know, me being a life coach, like I work with a lot of clients that use shame as a way to motivate discipline rather than love. And as I heard you speaking, it was like, no, it's not about using shame to do what you should be doing because somebody told you to do it. It's a, And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's about like learning how to lead with love, leading with love, meaning like in the area of my health, like what are the things that I could do that feel like me, right? And not necessarily following the health path of somebody else that dogmatically told me to follow it or with religion and spirituality, cultivating your own relationship to spirit, divine, God, universe, whatever your word is. Or even if you believe in that or not, or like, or or with social relationships, like being more intentional about defining what feels like home to you, like and and discipline as an act of self love creates more freedom. Like I feel like in mm. life there's 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 like chaos energy and there's like order energy, right? And a lot of people like especially more artistically minded people and I attract a lot of witchy artistic entrepreneurial queer souls into this space and you know uh, most of us like we resonate with this like chaotic like go with the flow mindset and go with the flow is beautiful but like if you only go with the flow then order is going to force itself in your life like through a job that you don't like right or through lack of boundaries with a partner and them asserting their boundaries over you because you're not deciding them for yourself and Mm -hmm. i think as humans like it's important to honor that we both hold order and chaos some people use the words masculine feminine or yin and yang like and i think uh order or it's not either or right it's not i'm either disciplined or i go with the flow but it's like what does my what container does my flow want to be held in 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 health in 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 hobbies in creativity like and making a decision and focusing on that decision until it doesn't resonate anymore right um that's so beautiful yeah well and i also feel like it's about taking the time you know i think discipline teaches us to make time for ourselves and i think that generally you know when you speak to people like unless you're really connecting with a close friend of yours when you go out socially or, or meet new people, you know, even when you're having like a more intimate conversation, you can discover when someone hasn't thought of something for themselves for the first time. You know, like you can read it on their face. Like I haven't even considered 
you know how I'm going to get what I want or that this is what I want. You know, they're discovering it in the moment with a conversation because of an intentional question that you asked. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if I ask myself those intentional questions? You know, like, why am I, so why am I relying and waiting like to have these conversations with other people when I can be having these conversations with myself? Yeah. And I, that's why I think it takes discipline because yeah. you have to be in love with finding yourself and and then once you've found what you want then okay the next step that's you know, so pursuing it and they are two separate things you know it does take some time to get to know yourself before and like you have to recognize that that's a change too you know so maybe it's not like what you thought your first step was going to be in getting to where you want to be but it is absolutely necessary you yeah because it could lead to like that chaotic energy later on but i do think that i love what you said about like the chaotic energy and the order because for me I think I've always been afraid of like the chaotic energy which is why I think when I like again like broke free from the way this, that I was raised I like went right into it like I did a lot of like going to the opposite end yeah and I learned a lot from that and like I think the thing that I learned the most from like living in that state that's beneficial that I still carry with me today is the understanding that everyone's truth is valid mm. because I, I was able to like absorb you know I was like a sponge during that time and I just wanted to know what made everyone in my life who I cared about tick you know and it wasn't like sometimes I, I wanted to emulate it too like there was something that I connected with from it but other times it just reminded me of like how little I know you know because of how like closed-minded I was because of that structure yeah. You know, that I was so focused in my own one lane that I didn't look around at the world and see how much more opportunity I could grab. Yeah. And so now I'm I'm really grateful for having been through that. You know, I was actually yeah. always grateful. Like I've always loved and have an appreciation for that time in my life that I lived in chaos mm -hmm. because it was really fun. You know, it was really fun. I think it was like the perfect time, you know, like being so new, like a new adult and just exploring and making mistakes but you're young enough where like the mistakes are okay they're expected you know and I feel like I seized every opportunity that I could during that time and so it, it actually feels like it's been a natural progression to get to where I'm at now yeah you know like there were definitely bumps in the road along the way but like I feel really and this will transition into like why I feel so called to share what I've learned and experienced because I feel like I've just had a really like well-rounded uh, like perspective of how it is like to live in um, ultimate structure, you know, and like needing to know what your map looks like. Word. And then also just being okay with like living in, not darkness, but like, like living in the unknown, mm -hmm. you know, and like being okay in that space too. Yeah. And I've, now decided like there's a balance yeah. you know, like there's a healthy balance and like I need that structure so that when I kind of decide to throw myself out there in ways um, I know what it's going to be and I know that I'm prepared for it yeah. and I'm going to be fine I'm actually going to be great Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know one of my mentors she says this She have you ever heard the saying fuck around and find out yeah well she made an entire life coaching framework around it and like it's it's it really sounds like you have such a deep trust of yourself that you are willing 
to, given what you've learned, trust that even though you don't know the answer to something, that when you're thrown into that opportunity, whatever it is, even if you're afraid, like you trust yourself enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to find the answer, whatever it is. And right now I might not have to know exactly what it is. And that's like where your chaos superpowers come in. And then your mm-hmm. order superpowers come in when like you start planning while you're in it. And it's like you're doing both at the same time. That's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting because like in my life, I feel like I've swayed similarly to you. It's like growing up, I, w- I grew up hyper religious in, in a Catholic environment and being a gay man, that's like challenging. Yeah. And like, um, and then fast forward to high school, I became hyper on the other direction, like rebellious, burn everything down. <laughs> psychedelics were like cool to always be doing and mm-hmm. like a little bit irresponsibly even um you know and completely leaning into questioning everything that the the systems of order taught me were what I was supposed to be doing and yep. it, it, in my own journey what I discovered is that again leaning far in that direction helped me understand what my values are like i actually feel like our values come from the chaos come from the uncertainty it's like we need to experiment with not knowing in order for us to actually know yeah totally you you know that's where the big growth is yeah and like i i fucked around with so many things that I were for me or weren't for me and I discovered friendships and I was friends with people that weren't good for me which taught me how to be friends with people that are good for me and I learned what turned me on and I came to terms with my sexuality and I found a relationship to God and divinity that was by my own definition and by my own creation so it's like actually because I went into the chaos from a life of hyper order like it actually helped me learn because the way I see it is like the chaos energy is like your values your essence like who you are and order is the structure that helps actually create something physical with that in the world yeah yes it's so true because order is what you can see that's why and that's probably why I keep talking about like I visualize a lot in creating my disciplines because I need to see the route but chaos is that unknown and it's not tangible um, the ways that we live in that that's amazing, Carlos. Thanks. Look at us. Literally. Well, yeah, I'm going to fill up some tea. Our that. conversations have really evolved from our... For real. Like when we were like still teenagers, honestly. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just, it's so beautiful, the unfolding. And I feel like in life, we have friends that, you know, really like stay with us through all our iterations. Because you, you've seen me become like eight different people. and same with you um and the fact that we're still here and our friendship every time even if we don't see each other for years or if we don't see each other like we come back together and it's picking up right where we left off yeah right Um, well i think it's that we always i feel like when i was younger i didn't show myself my true self to a lot of people but i always showed it to you yeah you know, I think that there was always that safety 
in our friendship and I met you at the perfect time for that yeah because you were one of the people who like I said like when I was a sponge absorbing I learned so much from you during that time that's so beautiful yeah you yeah. were you were one of the pivotal friends literally yeah like main character being able to talk to you about spirituality you were one of the first people who wasn't like from the church yeah that i was able to like talk to about my ideas and there were even like moments where i was still like really connected to the like um just like certain scriptures right that i believed were true and and um like you were so receptive to that you know and like kind of being there with me on my journey of like coming out of it and uh yeah it was really impactful because it gave me a lot more confidence to kind of speak my truth I, you gave me like that sense that i wasn't alone in it yeah you know i do remember like we would be in the pool like after smoking a fat blunt mm -hmm. like and just like talking about god and the universe and all of these concepts that there was no way for us to wrap our head around yeah. But we both just had the desire to talk it through. Yeah, and we both came from upbringings where I think the approach we decided... Or, like, we both came from upbringings that taught us that the chaos is sinful or demonic. And um, I also, yeah. like, this goes into a whole nother topic, but I also feel like a lot of the problems in modern-day culture come from suppression of what we don't understand and thinking that just because we can't measure something with science or explain something through like through jesus which i love jesus i still pray to jesus to this day and jesus fucking loves me as a gay man and like um but the religion the structure of the religion which was an adaptation of jesus jesus's yeah. teachings and that to this day i question like what actually was his teachings or not um you know, yeah. anything that is questioning the order, anything that is uh, that is not known by a rule book of any kind or, or measured by science is seen as like evil or, you know, and it creates this this desire to like I see it in our culture to like oppress and control nature. Yes. Yeah. To, our culture specifically. Yeah. Western culture. Exactly. And like to to demonize you know queerness because it's it's misunderstood or there's not books about it or scientific yeah. studies done on it of yeah, course or there's because not. it's not it's not overtly mentioned in ancient texts right and um and any time you know and i think at our age like questioning the order we were given to create the order that we're now in that we molded with our own hands where like, I see you and I see someone who's living on purpose, you know? I see you, like, you're acting, you're working, you're getting paid to do theater, which is what you studied. And you're also, like, working in the running industry, which is a very big passion of yours. And then me, like, uh, as a life coach, right? Like, I've done things like MC and DJ and, like, po po now podcasting and, yeah. um, and writing, right? And, like... Um, the evolution is... Yeah, and it's, like very organic this order we i i want to also like someone listening to this like i want you to listen to this and think like you know it's possible for me and i could hold my nuance right and i can i can question what i've been given i can question the the routes in my life that i'm force-fed you know whether it's with religion whether it's with sexuality whether it's with career or life purpose right 
and um, it's it's refreshing to continue to like come back and meet each other where we're at and create something out of it whether it's like a dope hangout or now a fucking podcast collaboration yeah (laughs) it's crazy yeah it it does definitely does again make me think of like the aspect of teaching because I I was always a shy girl like I always um, was like one of the more quiet ones in class in fact when I started theater it was like a what to like my entire family and even like friends in the class who wouldn't even know that I was like in theater club you know because I was so quiet and shy it was like the last person that you would expect to do it but put me on a stage man and like I that was that is my place you know like it's where I'm meant to be and it's where the best of me shows Mm -hmm. and I do you know your rising sign by any chance? Virgo. Okay, cool. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's Leo somewhere in your. Chart. No, but my cat is a Leo. Oh, word. Rambo is a Leo. Okay, so and I think Rambo that it's kind of like definitely possesses you sometimes. He does. <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. Is like I definitely think there was a reason why he was placed into my life. Yeah, and Rambo is Caitlin's cat. By he is the way. my cat. His birthday is. Uh, on August 12th for anyone wondering what type of Leo he is yeah I've literally known him yeah you were part of the birthday receiving thank you for pitching in for all of my gifts because that was the best gift ever and that's why I say like because he was a gift and because he was a gift from my entire world at that time because he was like a combination gift from friends and family because my parents gave me Rambo, but then my friends knew I was getting a cat, so then I like walked into this party and got a bunch of cat shit for my cat. It was crazy. Um, that I do feel like there was a really importance to Rambo specifically. Yeah. And I love Rambo so much. Yeah, he's getting more so... and more um, like cuddly. And... Oh, now he's, he's about to be eight. Older. Yeah, he's less rebellious. Finally happening, and he's not living with other animals. Well, okay. I have a turtle, but he's in a Hank so like that's fine yeah you know so now that he has his own home but anyway so I feel like when I was able to kind of capture that theater made me feel that way theater was the first way that I realized that I could like offer advice you know um but for many many years I didn't and it really wasn't until college which I studied theater a little bit late not too late but I, I started theater when I was 22, 23. Um, and when I was studying, I think it helped that like I went to school with like a bunch of people who were fresh out of high school. And so it was like really crazy to all of a sudden be viewed as like this adult. And I was 22, you know, 26 by the time I graduated, but like still so young. But when people see you in a certain way, it's like they're calling you to something. You know, and you can either like rise to the calling or you can kind of deny it. Mm-hmm. And I denied it at first in the beginning because I was so like, I was still that girl. I was still that shy girl who was afraid to open up, who was afraid to like truly connect with people um, until I wasn't. You know, there was this woman and I studied with her as well. Her name is Patsy Rodenberg and she's a vocal coach and teacher across the world. She's based in the UK. And she has this book that she wrote, which is her own theory, and it's called The Second Circle. And it's about the three ways that people live at any and all times. She categorized it that there's only three ways, and they're circles. So we live in first circle, in second circle, and in third circle. First circle is a more inward energy. You're focusing energy into and on yourself. 
Um, you're not really acknowledging the world around you. You are focusing more on your internal thoughts. Yeah. And this is very like super short definitions of very long concepts. But second circle is defined as presence. And so second circle is being aware of and engaging with your surroundings, being responsive to what comes to you and allowing things to pass through you, right? Second circle is like anyone who you like look up to in life, you know, or like moments that stuck out to you in life. Chances are you were in second circle in those moments, mm -hmm. right? Where like great, it's where, it's where change happens yeah. and it's where magic happens. Mm -hmm. And then third circle is a more outward energy. And it's something that I'm very, like I was always very afraid of, mm. right? I was afraid of third circle people because that's more outward energy, more projection, right? More um, people, more like alphas, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I would say not true alphas, right? A true alpha would be someone who lives in presence and mm -hmm. in second circle and who can really lead a crowd of people who like trust and uh, respect that person. Whereas third circle is someone who wants to be a leader, mm -hmm. right? But might be skipping a few steps along or, the way. Yeah. So understanding that changed my entire life mm -hmm. and showed me that I was a first circle person. Yeah. You like that was my life. Like but most of your life. Most of my life. Mm -hmm. Like most of how I walked around, like I was first circle unless I felt safe. And if I felt safe, then like my friends, some of my family members, they would get to see me in presence, you know, yeah. and, like fully engaged. And when I made that connection, I was like, wow, because I used to think that it was a good thing to be like inward and humble and um you know like not focusing things on myself always wanting to give the attention to other people and i think that when i learned how powerful my presence is and how important it is to step into that and hone that and own that as my like unique individual offering right to the world that's when i realized that i am a teacher yeah and that i have a lot to say and a lot to give yeah. and like both like in my craft of acting you know but also which is why i like work with kids now and like want to like continue on and like give back um but also like it's one of the reasons why i knew i had to start a podcast you know and and why i'm so motivated to publish my poetry because I trust that whatever I have in my heart is worth sharing because I learn from myself and I know that others will too. That is so beautiful. And like, as you were speaking, I got fucking teary eyed, of course, because you're so <laughs> genius. And I think the basic premise of like the core of my work is helping people move from I, uh, my ideas, my presence, isn't lovable and isn't worth sharing to like believing in their core like anything that comes out of me is worth sharing because I'm created by the divine and yeah. because I'm created by nature and I'm the only me in existence therefore anything that comes out of my fucking mouth even if I'm depressed anxious bored angry happy you know insecure whatever is still valuable and like I felt it in my bones as you were talking yeah. made me teary-eyed immediately because what freedom it is to live in that reality like and I don't want people to think that we've arrived to this fucking point where like we don't go through shit like life is pretty 50-50 well that's exactly what you're saying yeah. is that like you sh and I wish more 
uh, successful people were a lot more transparent about where they are. I actually think it's kind of nice right now. I think we are in a time where it's moving more that way. At least, like, the people who I value, right? The people yeah. who I want to see the lives of that right. I will, like, maybe never meet in my life. But that's why I'm attracted to them, you know? Because I love seeing the ins and outs of their life and the ups and the downs. Because that's real. And that's something that I can actually learn from. But yeah. I can't learn from someone who's only telling me the good. Yeah. You know, of their lives. Like, giving me lessons, but only reels. telling me their highlights. It's just, like... I, one thing I've noticed about, like, younger millennials and Gen Z is the deep, like, aversion to performative self-expression. Meaning, self-expression with the intention to appear a certain way or to be perceived as good or only expressing your quote-unquote valuable sides. Yeah. And, um, yeah. it's just such a load of bullshit, <laughs> which is why I'm so... I don't know. Whenever I see a content creator that comes off as perfect, like, I feel shame in my body. I think that they get something that I don't. And then I see creators like myself, like you, you know, and other creators that inspire me that talk about the shadow, that talk about the other 50% of the human experience that's sticky. Like, no matter how blissed out you are and how many affirmations you say and how much money you're making, like, someone you care about will pass away one day. You're going to have a physical injury. Like, you know, it's... Life sometimes has things that don't really make a lot of sense that hurt and that feel like ass. But if we sit around and think that we'll arrive at a point where we're no longer experiencing those things and then we will express ourselves and then we will take up space and then we'll go after our dreams. Well, I got news for you, boo. Like you're going to hit that goal, that arbitrary, if I get here, then I'll do this. And you're going to have another one. And you're going to have another one. And you're going to have another one. And then fast forward, you're going to, you know, God forbid this happens to you, but like to the listener. But I'm, I'm saying this to like evoke a pain that helps you move forward. It's like a lot of people avoid pain, but like, thank God that when I put my hand on a hot stove, like it hurts because then I would singe through my bones and my skin. Yeah. Like pain is there as a check engine light to support us in moving. So like when we feel pain at a job we can't stand, it's because the check engine light of nature is telling us to get the fuck out. Yeah. Like it, or, or if we're in an abusive relationship, but our American culture is so hell bent on numbing and performing and pretending and white knuckling life and i really don't believe you have to white knuckle life i don't believe like i believe discipline can be from love not from shame i don't believe there's anything noble about staying with someone who becomes abusive even though you've been with them for 10 years just because you've been with them for 10 years i don't believe there's anything noble about toughing it out at a job that fucking sucks when there's an abundance of jobs out there Mm -hmm. and and there's the internet right um and and i don't believe in like fundamentally rejecting who we are by saying i'll only express myself when i feel blissed out all the fucking time yeah like it just doesn't work that way and i promise you that if you're doing that in your content creation journey you will burn out like especially if you're someone who's heart-centered and led by your soul whatever that means right like you will eventually feel really incongruent and incoherent and everything you do might feel heavy if you're showing up performatively every single time. It's going to be exhausting. Yeah. Right? It's also not going to attract um, people who are like-minded with you because you're not sharing all of yourself. So you might get like maybe, I don't know, like just speak from a content 
creation perspective, like you might get the engagement numbers that you want, yeah. but they're not going to come from the people who are actually like you yeah. because they're, you're going to attract what you're putting out. Yeah. And so, you know, I've definitely gone through phases of like, like in that, right. Getting over that of like part of the burnout came from like receiving overstimulation of feedback and replies and like being like, I, I'm not in this headspace right now, but I recognize that they think I am, Yeah, you know, and like having to discern for myself and be like, this is why I need to show up more authentically because I need to let people know that I'm not like this all the time, yeah. you know, and you can't expect a, like a reply in that way all of the time. You know, yeah. sometimes I'm going to need to say a hard truth, but if I'm never putting hard truths out there then you wouldn't expect that from me and it would shock you right because it's like that's not the person i thought i knew yeah and it's like you're right because i wasn't showing you who that person is oh my god this is so good because i mean i've been creating content for maybe like six to eight years now i lost mm -hmm. count and when i first started creating content up until like y'all y'all look at me now and you think i've always been this way <laughs> <laughs> no okay up until maybe about two years ago every piece of content that I posted, I mean, to say every is a little extreme, but like 80% of what I was doing it feels was like for it. validation. It was like, I was being the life coach that I thought I should be. I was being either the new age, spiritual, mala bead wearing, like sage burning life coach. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's who you are, but it just was not me. Like I used to say namaste and cringe every time because I didn't know what that word fucking meant. Like I was born in America. Who am I to yeah. just, take that word like um and hey, here without a proper lineage like giving me that word right like colonizing yeah. a word or or um and then then i hyper went into like masculine discipline health coach like and it was so not me and i wouldn't talk like me and i wouldn't curse and i would never dress how i actually wanted to dress and um i amassed a huge following on tiktok of like 50,000 people and I burned out for like almost a year like I could not really post on TikTok and um and I'm still in a stage in my life in my content creation journey where on all my platforms Facebook Instagram TikTok I'm actually gaining just as much followers as I'm losing because I'm literally right now with my expression I'm repelling all the people who fell in love with my mask and that's nothing to beat myself up about because I learned consistency oh, yeah. I learned discipline I learned how to use my voice my throat chakra see is wide open yes oh my <laughs> you gosh know? I'm like, just talking about the throat chakra yesterday yeah oh my god so important. The, the theme this week with the opening of threads the new twitter app and like uh, oh um, yeah this conversation has been throat chakra throat chakra throat chakra so opening true. your throat and speaking using yeah, your fucking as clearly voice. as you can yeah and like throughout this experience of like people pleasing there's a time where i burnt out so fucking hard and i just i i could not create content for like two three months i got a full-time job at a cryptocurrency exchange i and it was the most beautiful break that i've ever had in my life from content creation and i just went in i went in 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 in, in and i started saying what does carlos want and i started believing that whatever i want is what people want and is what will change the world and I started freaking wearing crop tops, painting my nails, cursing. I realized that I had so much shame around my hypersexuality, which back then manifested into a porn addiction. And like, 
um, now I can confidently say that I have no porn addiction because I'm expressing my sensuality in life. Yeah. Like it feels like me and life are having sex. You know, and a lot so of people, beautiful. that doesn't mean like I'm sleeping with every, in fact, actually, when I started doing this, I started sleeping with people less. Like I started casually hooking up less. Yeah. Whereas before when I was so suppressed, I was sleeping with the shittiest men who treated me like shit, who gave me breadcrumbs of affection, thinking something was wrong with me. I, there was so much shame in my self-expression and everything I was doing online, bro, I was doing like bullshit and i love tarot i'm amazing at reading tarot but the way that i was reading tarot on tiktok was how i was seeing other tiktokers doing it and i was like okay their videos went viral so now i'm gonna do that and it worked like i got all this approval and it felt so fucking empty because every time i looked at my content i was like who the fuck is this person yeah it's not me and that period where i like ghosted the world for a few months like I found mentors that were my kind of weird, that were making a fuck ton of money and impact doing, doing them, and they helped me Ugh. be be my version of that. Yeah. And now I have this passion for helping people like take up space in that way. Like you know, some people have asked me like, oh like I'm afraid to work with you because I don't I'm afraid to be like you, and I'm like. You're misunderstanding me, boo. (laughs) My work is not about helping you achieve a certain posture and speak in a certain way while you're public speaking. I actually turned a client away once because um, I was marketing. I'm a self-expression coach. And he was like, hey, like, I want to get good at public speaking. Can you help me with my posture and my tone of voice? And I was like, absolutely not. That's not what I do. Yeah. What I help with is helping you say yes to whatever your expression is. So if you're an introvert, how can you take up more space as an introvert? Yeah. Taking up space doesn't mean being loud and being in a microphone. Taking up space means you are so at home in your own fucking body that you walk into a room and people feel you. They feel the freedom emanating out of you. You're not in chronic fight or flight. So your nervous system regulates their nervous system. You become like walking, like a walking quartz crystal for people or like a walking sage stick. Like your presence cleans up the space because you're at home in your own body rather than like literally people who perform to be liked like and I used to do this so there's no judgment it feels like they're like spiritually constipated or like they're at their constant their buttholes constantly clenched yeah (laughs) yeah that's a great way of saying you know and like literally my yeah and I've been there too big Libra syndrome honestly yeah big I feel like the 20s for a lot of people is like that yeah Definitely. Like, it's pretty rare in your 20s to actually be authentic. I think so, too. And I think it also comes from, like, you know, life experience, right? So, like, there's a lot that we experience in our 20s that some people might experience a little earlier on. And I think that's kind of, like, why we admire them when we're younger. Those people who, like, stand out. Um, But I would definitely say that, like, for me, I always... (laughs) One of our latest episodes was about growth, and I talked about how growth I think is natural to be very very messy for people you know it's not linear there's no real structure to it it looks different to everyone so you can never compare yourself um, because it's your own journey and like when you're in the middle of it you have to constantly be affirming yourself 
you know, before you've gotten there, oh. you know, because you're speaking to your future self that will one day get there, so right? Because it's your dream yeah. and it's your dream for a reason. Future self work is my 98th love language. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> look, what you said, I just want to highlight this for the listener on the road in the direction of where you're going, right? Living your path, being yourself. You have to you have to constantly affirm yourself. And yes, there are people out there who will affirm you. I think me and you have gotten really good at discerning what kinds of friends are those friends. Yeah. And surrounding ourselves with those people. Not yeah. everyone has that though, and I understand that. And you have to get really good at like because the brain a lot and this is where my neuroscience hypnotherapist life coach comes in (laughs) the brain's natural tendency is towards survival mode and scarcity thinking so we must train our minds in whatever way right to believe new thoughts and think new thoughts that actually help us move in the direction that we want to go in so if you want to take up space you must stop telling yourself the story that the world is out to get you and no one likes you and everyone secretly hates you even though they say they love you they're lying like you've got to stop telling yourself those things listener if you are if you want to take up more space and you need to learn how to tell a different story I'm open to taking up more space. It's possible that there's people out there that are for me. And then when you get into those spaces, and and it's possible that it's safe to be me and there are people that'll love me for me. And then you'll start attracting it. Mm -hmm. You'll start attracting it because you start showing up in a different way. Your nervous system feels different to other people. And then you start believing it. Now the affirmation becomes, I am that person. It is safe to be me. I am surrounded. Being me is a gift. And people love experiencing the gift of my presence, my word, my expression. Whether I'm silent, anxious, angry, quiet, uh, expressive or not, confident or not, right? Like, my presence is a gift. And you'll start to believe that and attract that when you start telling yourself a different story. And affirming yourself with conviction that what you want, simply because you have desire, I believe, you know... I I believe in God and I've reclaimed that word and I believe that God gave us every emotion as a check engine light and I believe desire is a check engine light for evidence that that that's something that we can have so if we desire something no matter how superficial it is like I desire to be wealthy like and I admit that with no fucking shame (laughs) all these spiritual people that be like Oh, you want wealth? That's so superficial. I'm like, babe, you're not helping anybody being broke. Yeah. Like, dead ass. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. And like, so, um, right. but God gave us desire because desire equals that is for us. Like, desire is literally our compass. But for some reason, like, within American culture and post-industrial revolution, like, we've tried to, like dominate our bodies and numb certain emotions so that we can follow a path that isn't for us and i think what i love about millennials and gen z and gen alpha is that they're they're adamantly fighting against that yeah it's over it is there's that shit ain't gonna last boo it's over yeah well and it's like we just we see too many unhappy people you know whose lives are passing them by yeah i think that's why like for me you know you talk about like the the stories of our past like for me a really really big one um was looking at not my family members individually but my family as a unit 
and like the way that my family like functions and how that like evolved as I got older, right? Um, and I was so fearful for a while. I was even fearful about like finding a partner. Yeah. You know, I was fearful about like finding a partner who wouldn't accept me because of my family history, mm. you know, because I was afraid that I was like generational trauma, right? That like I would repeat the same things that I felt like were not strengths in my family. And um, breaking free from that was huge because it, it was just like, honestly, it was just doing the work to remind myself like my life path is my own and it's so different. And like the idea of generational trauma is, to me, it was like awareness. Right, like I just needed to identify what it was that I had from that, you know, and like once I was able to identify what it was and how it was affecting me, that was the only way I was able to make the change. But it was painful to make those realizations, yeah. you know, and like find that in myself and see where it lived in me. Um, but I mean, I'm so glad that I'm working on it now you know and like understand the implications and I've had some tough conversations with like members of my family but I live my truth now you know and I can live my truth around my family and can say that I genuinely love my family you know and I recognize that generational trauma is more so just kind of like not doing that work and and not saying that you can have a different life you know that you can create that for yourself but I really love everything that you were saying about like the mentality of how everyone is, is learning to break free from that. Because I think it's so true and you know, there's so many things going on with the world, but the one thing that's happening that's right is that we're talking to each other. Yeah. You know, and we're finally being open about how we feel and as limiting as things are in the United States for so many people, no one can take away our voices. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful like to live in this new age where we can hear everyone's voices. We can hear everyone's voices, yeah. which can be a lot at times. Um, but I wouldn't give it up if it meant that I wouldn't be able to hear the voices that I've never heard before. Yeah, and it's because of those voices within the overwhelming seas of voices <laughs> that those rare ones that I did find that were an example of what was possible for me that I found a path that felt like home. And I think that's what we all want, is to come back home to ourselves. Yeah. Caitlin, what an absolute honor, pleasure it's been to collab with you. Yes. Like, what the heck? How have I not cried? <laughs> um, Same. <laughs> yeah, this is such a gift. Your presence is such a gift. My audience is going to eat this shit up i know <laughs> yeah, someone's thanks for listening like, everybody yeah yeah y'all listener thank you um caitlin where can people find you yeah um so i, I meant to say cat by the way you just taught me that that's your preference to be called it's cat that's okay we've known each other for a very long time yeah when i met her it was caitlin and now <laughs> it's cat and i'm honoring that that's what you want to be called so i'm calling myself out in front of my audience cat <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. Mm, absolutely. So um, I am a multifaceted theater creative. So I am an actor. My main p 
page, you guys can follow me at Kat Savadbek on Instagram. But that's just one of my faces. You'll find a lot of my poetry there. That's a majority of what I post. If you guys are interested in poetry and want to kind of like hear a little bit of what's on my mind during the highs and the lows. And then I also really, really enjoy one of my biggest hobbies is just being out in nature, going on hikes, going on trail runs, going camping, backpacking. So if that's your vibe, you should follow me at Life with a Wild Cat. I also have a YouTube channel for that as well. If you want to see any of my vlogs, yeah, you're okay. in for a treat. <laughs> I did not know about this. Yeah, um, and then the most relevant one is my podcast. So I launched a podcast back in May with two of my besties. It's called High Tea Mystique. And we talk about just about everything under the sun, but always with an emphasis, right? Um, we are all women, so we try to fe- keep it more... Um, not really necessarily more feminine energy, but that's just who we are. So that's the perspective that you're going to get. And we steep into all things uh, related to tea. We'll always test out a new tea and educate you because I do firmly believe that tea is medicine and we don't use it enough in our lives in that way. And all different topics. We have a topic coming out soon on tarot. So So good. Yeah. Early drop, early information. So you guys will be the first ones to hear it. Awesome. Yeah, all the links that Kat mentioned, the YouTube channel, both Instagrams and the podcast High Tea Mystique are going to be in the show notes for you so that you can easily find it. Thank you. You could have been anywhere else with your time and you chose to spend it with me and Kat today. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And I hope you're inspired to take up space. Talk to you soon and peace.